Check one two, episode one eighty six. Mm-hmm. Serious rap shit podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we we about to get popping. I said, oh shit, cause like I don't know what's up with my microphone. I saw my, you know, the sound, my noise. You know, it was like noisy. It was clipping a little bit, but oh, for real. Yeah, yeah. Either way, uh, serious rap shit podcast. I'm John, your host. That's Josh, your other host. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> And uh, what's been going on, Josh? Uh, cool it, man. How um, how you been, man? I'm chilling, man. Just like uh, we were talking um, before we came on, uh, you know, before we started recording. Um, just like busy. I've been writing a lot. You know what I'm saying? Interviewing people a, l- a lot. And just, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, I thought like, damn, I'm going to grow up. And my summers are going to be like lit and full of adventure, <laughs> which sometimes they are, you know what I yeah. mean? Cause like I'm an adult and I have money and I could do what I want, but I didn't realize as a kid, you know, how much I'd be like <laughs> working through the summer. I really like get up and do this shit every day. Not that I'm complaining. Yeah. yeah like I know like a lot of people like who thought about being teachers cause they're like, yo, you get the summers off. They just didn't realize like, <laughs> You know, teachers get poverty wages, and a lot of them had jobs. I remember the first time I saw one of my teachers mm. at um, at a, at like her summer job. She worked at like Strawbridge's. Oh and shit! I was like, <laughs> I walked into the uh, the Strawbridge's and seen her, and I was like, oh wow, like she's a fucking that that made me like depressed for her. I was yeah. just like, yo, this that sounds very sad. Like, oh, you you regular regular. Yeah, yeah. And like she wasn't young, so it wasn't like she was like just starting out, so she wasn't making like big time teacher money. It was just yeah. like, yo, that's what she did during the summer. Like, fuck that. I'd want to be off. That's the whack yeah, that's like the whack shit about this fucking country. Like, you teach kids and you know, kids are lovely, kids are incredible, they're full of wonder, but kids are the fucking worst. Yeah. You teach kids all year and then you gotta go work at fucking strawbridges <laughs> on your or your off months. Like, that's crazy. Like, just pay them one, you know, pay them, pay them the time that they're not on. Yes. Yeah. That's the, I didn't realize that either, where it's like, oh, they just don't get no money over the summer neither. Right. You just rocking out. What? Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's wild. Um, no, I, uh, I had to go help a friend, um, move this weekend. And by help, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, moral support. Right. Um, because right. my back is trash, so like I ain't lifting no boxes. Um, no, fuck that. But uh, I was see. So originally it was set up. I was gonna help them. I was gonna drive the truck. I was like, I can drive. Like I did with you. Like I was like, yeah, I can yeah. drive the truck. Like that's not a problem. Um, no. I just can't lift shit. And they were like, Yeah, yeah, cool. So I asked her like, Yo, what time do you need me to be available? And she was like, Oh, ten thirty on Saturday. I was like, Cool, no problem. Mm-hmm. So I get down there. It's like ten thirty five. You know, gotta be a little late. Um, yeah. So I pull up, and like as I'm pulling into the parking lot of the her apartment, she's leaving. I get a text from her like, "Oh, I forgot to text you. I don't need you to uh to drive the truck." Oh, so what I'm do like, you need me to do? Yeah. So I'm like, she's <laughs> like, so you don't have to come, blah blah blah. And I so I text back like, I'm in your parking lot. Like yeah. I literally just pulled up, and she was literally like, here. Well, if you want to come for like moral support, like you can come down and like just like just help, you know, just help do shit. And I was like, yeah, like I'll come. Like I was like, I've already blocked out the day. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've set it up where I was like, I planned on going down there, so it's cool. I'll just um, come with. So I get there, like she ain't finished packing yet. Like she's Ooh. packing as the movers are like taking shit out of the place. She's like on packing moving stuff. day. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And so I'm like, I'm helping her get some shit together and like taking like little boxes of like mugs or some shit like that. I'll carry that down to a car or something. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we get there, like we get everything into the cars. We're getting ready to leave, and we head down and like 
every time we like we get past like a traffic jam like i'd see another thing would pop up in my alerts where it's like you know four miles ahead there's the 15 minute slowdown uh, and it's like it's supposed to be like two and a half maybe like 245 to dc yeah. it was four hours to get down there oh wow because like wow. i stopped to get gas and it said i had in somewhere in delaware and it said i had like two hours and six minutes left yeah. I drove for like another like 40, 45 minutes and it said I had an hour and 50 minutes left because of all the backup. Jeez. And I was just like, this is insane, man. Like I, like it's so annoying driving. Like it's just so much like backup. And it was like, I never saw an accident or something where it was like, oh, this is why there's backup. It would justify it. You didn't see like it a, was a body. It was just congested. <laughs> and I was just like, this is fucking annoying, man. Yo. Um, but we got down there. They got unloaded pretty fast. Like her apartment, I had seen it already. I saw. I went down a couple weeks ago, and I mm. saw the apartment. Apart, fucking apartment's insane. Like nice. Um, the well, the amenities. Like the apartment's kind of small, but like it's really nice, brand new. It I mean, like no one has lived in the apartment building yet, it, yeah. or in the, in the apartment yet. Um, it was like her. Like literally, they were still when I saw it two weeks ago. They were still like fixing some, like putting some stuff in there. Like yeah. Um, it's a really nice place. Uh, the apartment's cre- like she's got like a twenty four hours, twenty four hour like concierge yeah. in her apartment building and shit. There's a Whole Foods like that's so it's like three apartments put together and then there's like a Whole Foods like a, that's in the basement level of one of the apartments and shit. Are you serious? A Whole yeah. Foods in the basement? Yo. Well, I mean, like it's on street level, but it's like the like the ground level. There's a, just a Whole yeah, Foods. Yeah. Like it's an apartment Jeez. that has a Whole Foods there. Wow. Um. There's like a bunch of pools. There's like dog parks. Crazy. Apparently, what she told me was AOC lives in one of the apartment buildings. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> she said AOC lives in one of the apartments. But crazy. So I'm down there and like she lives like four blocks maybe from like the uh, Washington Nationals, uh, mm-hmm. their stadium. Stadium, yeah. And um, while we were doing stuff, we went out to grab something to eat. And like I looked on like, ESPN and it was like baseball uh, Nationals game canceled. There was a shooting uh, outside the stadium, yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "Hey, welcome to DC." It was a shooting like fuck? four blocks from your house, right? Yeah, um, it's like dog. Uh, the like the um, the the how the like the I'm trying to think of the best word to use. Like, I, cause I don't want I don't like using homeless, but um, the unhousing. Uh, the 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 issues down there are crazy, dog. Like I can imagine. And I, I'm assuming there's so much gentrification down there. Like they just price so many. I mean, it's happening here too. Like yeah. it's crazy. Um, yeah. It's just like I, I just felt like you're just watching like all this because right near her building, there's like oh, you, so many of those giant cranes that are mm-hmm. like putting up new housing and just like it. It's like so much. Uh, unhousing of people it, it's so bad down there man yeah. i was gonna say like you imagine um you know dc uh for a long time has been like a black working class yes. city regardless of you know the white house being there and mm-hmm. you know all the lobbyists and shit living there whatever um yeah imagine i, I could imagine how many people like you said are just being like priced out yeah and where the fuck are they gonna go that's the thing it's like you know you talk about like people talk about like oh the homelessness thing it's out of control blah, blah, blah. it's like well you're pricing people out of home like what do you want them to do yeah give them houses then yeah or <laughs> like you don't want to pay a living wage and you don't want to like give people housing like there's got to yeah. be a give somewhere man yeah it's, it's it's crazy this country um very much operates on like the lie of meritocracy mm-hmm. they're like oh well you know if you're smart enough and you work hard enough then you know you'll be fine and you won't be homeless like who who works harder than like a poor person Not, you know what i'm saying who works harder to survive than somebody who's working class you know what i mean meanwhile the people at the very top are there because of influence and like nepotism and connections and shit you know what i mean like they and and then on top of all of those um 
kind of like social privileges that they get to be on the top. They get institutional privileges from schools and the government, you know, gives them tax breaks and shit. So it's like, you know, there's like this lie that, you know, hard work is, you know, um, is the key to success and like making it in this country when really it's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I when when I was down there with them with her and like a few of like other people she knew um a couple of weeks ago, we got into a discussion about like living wage and yeah, yeah. you know the it was all pretty much like all of us were on the side of a living wage except for this one person and like one of the things i said to him he was like well you know like you know those jobs aren't meant to be like people paying you know paying you know to, to take care of families and blah, blah blah and i was like yeah but it's not about like whether it's meant to be that or not like you know what i mean you still should be paying a living wage i said like i wasn't getting like minimum wage at my old job i got more than minimum wage probably like closer to like double the minimum wage but i was like i was at that job for like 14 years essentially and it's not like my raises were crazy they were a quarter of 50 cents like i left that job making just over like 18 dollars an hour and i said i had to work like 50 to 60 hours a week to like just to make half decent i think like the max i ever made at that job for a year was like 54 thousand like that's not a lot of money yeah not when like what city you in yeah, not, not when not when an apartment in the city of Philadelphia is like twelve to like at the least twelve hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's it's not you know I, it's not it's just not sustainable. It's not a sustainable society, right? Um, when you don't pay living wage and don't give housing, like you have to do one or the other. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's um, it it shows where our priorities are as a society what we make space for what we put effort towards you know as a society we're cool with people being out on the street you have you yeah. know i know you've had these conversations with with people around like uh people being homeless and stuff it's like the even people who are working class who aren't far you know from that potential outcome yeah they they cool with it you know what I'm saying? I was um I feel like I may have told this story before on this podcast, but um I was going to uh World Cafe um and I was in an Uber and the Uber driver, he was like maybe like thirty, you know what I'm saying? And um we were talking about like people being homeless. We we were just making like general conversation yeah. and the conversation went to like uh homelessness or whatever. I don't know if we passed somebody and he commented on it. Yeah. Um but basically he was like, Yeah, man, you know, a lot of those people wanna be out in the street. Which is like a common a common yeah. thing people say. Who the fuck wants to sleep out in the elements and have other people look down on you and shit? But um I was like, dog, how do you figure? He's like, Well, if they if they didn't, you know, want to do you, if they didn't want to be out on the street, then they do better, basically. So I said to him, I was like, um, I was like, what do you do outside of Uber? He said uh, he works in IT. He, he works in IT and also he does like some consulting stuff mm-hmm. on the side. I said, where did you go to school? And he named the school that he went to. I can't remember uh, what school it was, but it was a good school. I was like, okay, so... You got to a good school as a as a teenager. You got to, you know, be able to go to the school, which means you did everything right or damn near everything right, you know, when when you were coming up, you know, yeah. before you got to undergrad. I said, so you did everything right before you got to undergrad. You did everything right when you got to undergrad and you graduated. You got a job in IT. You have the skill to uh, consult on the side and you drive Uber. You wouldn't do all of that if it wasn't to to maintain where you was at. Because if you if you lost one of those, you'd be fucked up. Yeah. If you lost two of them, you might be out on the street. So this shit, all this stuff that you're doing, doing the right thing your whole life, and maintaining three jobs at once, you're doing all of that just to hold on. What makes you any different from that person or what makes you think that you know 
whatever job this person might have had or whatever was enough to maintain them. Mm -hmm. If it's taking you three jobs and doing the right thing your whole life to get to be able to keep three jobs. Yeah. He said, oh, man, you know, I guess you're right. (laughs) I don't have the fucking the keys to your life. I don't even know you, bro. But that shit don't make no sense to me for you to say, oh, this person's out on the street living like they living just because they want to. No, nah, yeah. this shit's baked in on a social level. Yeah, like most, like, is it, also we have to like, you know, there's a lot of people that are unhoused simply because like they have, um, you know, like some kind of mental. I don't want to even call it disorder, but like they have uh, mental problems, and we don't treat like those kind of issues as a real thing so like we go like oh well they're crazy so they're they should they should be out on the street it's like no yeah. like they need you know housing and they need uh medical support but like we don't think any of that stuff is important you yeah. know what i mean wouldn't you need even more support you know what i'm saying like people say oh oh this person's crazy are they out of their mind mm-hmm. wouldn't society be uh you know inspired to you know, uh, give them more support and more care. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so somebody's out of it mentally and their, their reality don't line up with our reality and they have some kind of psychosis or however you want to frame it. So then we also leave them out on the street <laughs> with, with no food and no healthcare and shit. Now we yeah. should be giving them even more. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and like, that's the thing you can't have, a situation where you're just not like you're just like you cast off people and then go like oh but we, well we we treat homelessness like blight like that's not what it is like yeah. these are policy choices that we've made to be like oh well we'll close down um uh facilities for you know the the the, the, the mentally challenged or whatever i'm not I don't, i'm fucking up like whatever really like v- better phrase it is but like we close down all those facilities. Uh, we don't have fucking universal health care. So like there's a lot of people that are out there that need treatment. And like there, there's so many like layers to what's going on. Um, you know, like that. then you add in like people not paying a livable wage, people, you know, living ridiculously paycheck to paycheck where like I think it's like 80 percent of Americans or something like that can't afford a thousand dollar emergency and shit like these kind of things where it's like, yo, people just can't afford it. And like all it takes is one fucking thing to go wrong in life. And like they're now they're out on the street. Yeah. You asked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not it's not because of like, oh, you made bad personal choices. Like sometimes that happens. But just because somebody makes a bad personal choice. You know what I mean? Like, just because their family's not individually wealthy where, like, they can just send them to a rehab and they can come home. Like, just because we're all not the bushes and can't get fucking, you know, can't become alcoholics and then have, like, people take care of us. Like, that doesn't mean that they don't. Like, just because a guy who was living paycheck to paycheck, you know, is is an alcoholic and has addiction issues and needs counseling and help, like... Just because their family isn't individually wealthy doesn't mean that they should fall into poverty. Like, right. we we have this idea that like, you know, poverty is like a choice. Like people choose, or, or just from a lack of effort. Like you're saying, like who works harder than poor people? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's fucked up. Um, because it's, yeah, it's like you said, if it's a, a personal choice, you know, people who are not connected, not rich, you know, um, people who don't have like a family, like you said, that can like, uh, you know, wipe away their sins and, and, and take care of them. So somebody fucks up, then our, our, our option is to like toss them out on the street. As I, you know, I know where this shit comes from and I know, um, it's rooted in the history of this country we're fucked up culturally. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This country, it's a reason, I always like jokingly say this on this show, but it's a reason why like Farrakhan and Khalid Muhammad and them used to say this is a barbaric society. Somebody fucks up and you know, you have a bunch of people not even just talking about the rich. Of course, the rich believe that you ought to be out on the street. They have a vested class interest in this shit. You got poor 
other poor and working class people saying, oh, well, if you fuck up, if you take a drink or if you fail a drug test at work, you know, you deserve to be out on the street. That's just crazy to me. That kind of thinking is crazy to me. You know what I mean? We we don't extend enough grace and compassion to each other in in this culture. And yeah. that's the root of a lot of this shit. It, it's that's it like completely like what you said it, it we live in a barbaric culture we literally decided like people could starve in the street and it's okay yeah like we cool just don't yeah like you know what i mean like well it just is what it is you know what i mean like i've come across like people on like dating apps and shit where they're like you know they'll have like conservative as their political choice and then they'll write like i love marvel and i love disney and it's like, do you just don't get the moral of the stories then? Because like yeah. the moral of all those stories is like none of that is none of what you believe is good. Yeah. It don't align with, you know, your your politics. Yeah. I, I just it, it's crazy to me. Like I, I, I came across this article about Finland uh, just like last week. And it, it says like they've cut their homelessness in the country to 35 percent. Um Oh, excuse me. They cut the homelessness. Uh, they cut uh, the number of homeless people by thirty five percent for just like they've decided that was what they wanted to do for their country. Mm. And it's like, yeah. what could the richest country in the world do if that's what we decided we wanted to do? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, we can give housing to people. We can yeah. give food to people. We've just decided it's not what we want to do. Yeah. Somebody made the point. I can't think of who uh, said this. It's not an original thought. A few people have said this. But, you know, when COVID hit, we as a society decided that yuppies still need to be able to eat at restaurants. Yes. So we built, you know, and, and that businesses need to, you know, continue to make money. We as a society made it a thing to whereas you we just went to one uh friday night this is, you know pretty nice restaurant around here you know they had glass uh or like plastic enclosures for mm -hmm. us and you know it was just outside and they had like the heat you know a heat lamp or some shit you know what is that minus the the profit incentive you know what I mean? Like, what is what does that look like minus the profit incentive where you can, you know, create, you know, I don't know if it would be modular or mobile homing or uh, homes or whatever uh, mm -hmm. housing um, that's like heated and protected from the elements and all of that shit just so people can like not be sleeping out on the street. But, you know, we didn't put that effort and that coordination yeah toward that we put that fucking coordination towards white people being able to sit out in the street and eat at a fucking restaurant yeah you know what i mean well, because we're in a pandemic it's because of like the system like the capitalist system we live in like capitalism itself creates false scarcity to justifies justifies existence yeah. so like you know we produce more food than we can actually eat in this country Mm -hmm. but somehow we have people that go hungry. That starve, yeah. And it's only because, like, we push this false narrative of, like, oh, it's a scarcity for this. Like, we don't have enough of it. So, like, we can't just give it to people because we don't have enough of it. It's like, no, we, we make more than enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nobody in this country that should go hungry. There's zero pe people that should go hungry in this country. But we right. just do it because we create a false scarcity. Um, it's really wild. Like, the the the... The older I've gotten, I, and it's crazy because, like, you, you know, you always hear those stories of, like, the older, older you get, the more conservative you get. And the older <laughs> I've gotten, the more radical I've gotten over time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I don't relate to that shit. Like, nah. there's there's no, I could live to be 150, God willing. There's no way I'm going to look and be like, you know what, man, gay people shouldn't exist. You know, <laughs> niggas ought to go homeless because they had a bad month. Like. No, I just nah, don't believe I, it, man. I, I'm I don't think I'll ever that get that. No, I don't think I could ever get that way. Yeah. And like, maybe it's because like we've come up in the struggle, and so like we see we've seen this thing firsthand. Yeah. But like, I've know people who saw things firsthand and and have become 
conservative in their in their older age. So I don't know. Like I, I but yeah. just for me, uh, you know, I don't think maybe the empathy that like maybe when God was handing out empathy to people, <laughs> He just gave us extra or whatever. But like, there's Short just no way. Some people. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Motherfucker, it, motherfuckers that came up like in the worst way. You know what I'm saying? I never, um, when we were little, I never went hungry or no yeah. shit like that. We never had housing insecurity. My mother to this day lives in the house mm-hmm. that I grew up in and owns it. You know what I'm saying? So we we wasn't you know in no precarious situation growing up. I know motherfuckers who grew up in like way more fucked up environments. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, and would tell me like, oh man, well, it is what it is. You know, survival of the fittest. I'm like, dog, where do you, where do you yeah. get this mentality from? So sometimes they be like the worst ones. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's what's taught to us though. Like we're taught literally to believe that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's you have to break your programming. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like they think like. You know, the crazy part is like when people talk about like, oh, we shouldn't be teaching critical race theory. Like we teach critical white supremacy theory to every student <laughs> in the in the goddamn country. Straight up. You know Straight what I mean? Up. Like that's literally what we teach them. Like yeah. we just don't fucking, you know what I mean? We just refuse to acknowledge that we teach white supremacy in this country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I guess we can start moving into the topics. First, obviously we have to mention this and it's very sad. Um Man. The passing of a true legend in Bismarcky. Yeah, yo. Um, was it Friday? Dan yeah, I he, think so. Friday. Did he pass away? Man. I Yeah. Late Friday, like, too. Straight up, I cried like a baby. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, And I knew this is no consolation. You know what I mean? But I knew he was sick. We all knew. Yes. You know, there were reports coming out that he had been sick for a while. Um but yeah, I grew up on Biz. Like we grew up. He's like, like, like you can't. Even, it's hard to even imagine a world without him. You know, what yeah, I'm he's saying? so ever present in like my remembrance of youth and shit like that because he was just always around for different things in, in the culture that we grew up in. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like uh, a key figure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know young people know him through like the Yo Gabba Gabba and like different stuff. Um Biz probably without question uh like the most charismatic MC of the eighties mm-hmm. probably also had like the most ubiquitous songs, certainly of the er- of the late eighties, early nineties. You can't go to no block party and not we talked about it in the um in the produ- the top five producers video we mm-hmm. just did on our Vivo channel, when we were talking about Marley, you can't go to a block party nowhere and not play Marley all mm-hmm. over and play his records. A big part of that was Biz. Yes. And the music that Marley and Biz made together. He introduced us to Kane. He came out alongside Roxanne Shantae. I mean, he was just like, you know, living, breathing hip-hop. Um uh, my man, uh, Rhetmatic, shout out to Rhetmatic, he shared a video of a party they had played together. And Biz was just like cutting up. I think he's cutting up uh, Impeach the President. Just mm-hmm. like going in, cutting it up on two turntables. And I'm looking at this dude. I'm like, you know, MC, beatbox, crate digger, crazy knowledge of records, you know, um, DJ, all of that stuff. Biz really like embodied hip hop culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He probably had a hand with the graffiti if if yeah. you asked him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like a huge, huge, huge loss. Kids loved him. Old people loved him. People in the middle loved him. It's you know, there's a reason why uh this shit hurts so bad and why um people have been outpouring so much love like they did with doom like they did with x this dude was a hero absolute hero i he's probably like the most when you think of like a super fun personality in hip-hop he's the first person you think of yeah like he's always smiling one of the biggest smiles you've ever seen um you know, he also like really battles that idea of like a um 
uh, hyper masculinity in hip hop. Like the biggest song most people know from him is a song about how he got played by uh, by a woman. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like he was just like a great personality. He was always so full of life. It's so young. He was fifty seven. Like yeah. that's you know that's you know a child. Like you know what I mean? People grow living to like hundred and ten. Like uh-huh. and this dude was fifty seven years old, man, and, and, and passed. And you know, um, I saw a shout out to the to, to the homie uh, Davu who mentioned like the need for musicians to have a fucking union and how so many don't have benefits um healthcare, if they're not yeah. part of yeah they, you know they don't have health care because if they're not a part of something else like an, another another union for like screen actors or something like that um and uh also shout out to uh to the homie reef who mentioned the fact that like he was one of the original members of the first crews that we acknowledge in hip-hop in the juice crew yeah um, Juice Crew, if you you know you young and you listening to this, and you don't really know, do the knowledge and the research on the Juice Crew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and and how influential they were. Marley, you know, was probably the first person to put together like a producer compilation mm-hmm. where the producer was the artist, and he had you know this guy over here, that one over there, that one over there. You know what I mean? The first real battles on wax the roxanne wars yes. you know what i mean uh the bridge wars where they were warring with you know uh uh bdp, BDP. and krs1 so much stuff that the juice crew did the symphony one of the first great posse cuts yes you know what i mean just like so much stuff that the juice crew did you know they really need to do like a tv show and have me write it but whatever you know what i mean on these cats and like really you know what i'm saying (laughs) really they really like influenced and pioneered a lot of this shit that we have going now and biz was probably the biggest like kane was the lyricist you know shantae was the battler you yeah. know what I mean? Sham was like the fly dude. Kane and G Rap were, were also fly. Big was uh, um, Biz was probably the biggest hit maker and biggest yeah. personality of arguably rap's greatest crew. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's such a shame, man. And like to think like that big big smiley face. Like I mean, this dude was working on a kid show for like a long time. Like you know what I mean? And yeah. you know. Uh, it's a shame, man. It's a sad day. It's a real sad day um, when we lose a legend like that, man. Like, Biz was... Like, my mom knows who Biz Markie is. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody. Yeah, he's cross-generational. Like, my kids know who Biz Markie is, probably from, like, Yo Gabba Gabba and, like, from, like, Men in Black and stuff like... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's just... You know, he was a legend, man. And it's truly, truly, truly sad that we lost him so young, man. Yeah. Like, 57 is, you know, way too young. Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, move on to another topic. This is something I'm looking forward to. Um, <laughs> the locks versus dip set. Yeah. On versus. Uh, yeah. Was it announced like late last week? Uh-huh. Or maybe like right after we got done recording last week, I think it was announced. Like it was it sucks because we could have talked about it last week. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it it got announced last week that the locks will be versing Dipset, and they're doing it live at Madison Square Garden. Crazy, um, yeah. I think it's gonna be a nuts show. Like it's gonna be crazy. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to this. August third, right? I think it was August third. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm go. really looking forward to this. Yeah, I, yeah. I would go, but I I feel like at least half of the locks fan base is not vaccinated. So. Oh no. I mean, they definitely, they definitely spread it. You know, God forbid, but yeah. Shout out to to Styles, but my man be on. <laughs> he be on anti like, vax. Yeah, he be like, I'm not saying don't get vaccinated. I'm just saying you got to be do what's good for you and your body. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, you build your immune system up. Oh, I'll, like need that vaccine. It, yeah, yeah. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to Styles. Um, Yo, listen, man. Uh, a cucumber juice ain't gonna stop. <laughs> The Delta variant. I'm sorry. You gotta eat the the, the rind or the watermelon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll that'll block the COVID. Yeah. Um. 
but you know, shout out to him. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, like, this is gonna be so wild. There's so much shit talking back and forth. It's both crews are both shit talkers, it. yeah. so it, yeah. it, it, it's it's gonna be crazy. Um, I can't wait, man. I really, really, really can't wait. I think this yeah. is gonna be a super dope show, man. I, you know. If I can find like a six X Mesquite shirt or some shit, you yes. know, I got the Tims in the closet. I don't wear them no more because I got flat arches. But <laughs> you know, what I'm saying if if I'm a, I'm gonna be fitted and kitted for this shit, it's gonna be official. And people are people are making like predictions on Twitter because that's you know that's versus yes. that's what people do. You know, I'm I'm not mad at it. Um, I don't think you can predict how this is going to go. One, it's not like they have like a real winner of any of yes, these anyway. Exactly. Um, but you never know how it's going to play out, man. Like the the energy of the shit, you know, um Dipset has so many anthems, so many records. You could play Old Boy in a club right now mm-hmm. and it'll smash a dance floor. You know what I'm saying? Like people people love Dipset but also people love the locks. You yes. know what I mean? And I think like people have been making predictions like, oh, Dipset got more radio songs. Da, 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 da. You think the locks don't got radio songs? Right? Knock yourself out. Money, power, respect. Benjamins. Come on, man. Like it's, you know, it's, 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 this it's is all, a perfect match. We going to make it. With Dips, like <laughs> Dipset, Dipset got a lot of shit. We going to make it? Come on, man. Like, what did you... Like, you know what I mean? Then maybe they do the remix and bring Eve out? Bring Eve. Eve. Listen. The we going to make it shit. You know what I mean? Then Dipset got I Really Mean It. Yeah, I really mean it, man. They got a lot of records, <laughs> like you know. It's I like think Dipset that, Anthem. It's hard, like you know what I mean. Man, I don't think this is predictable. I don't think nah. this is like oh, you know, one of them. This is a very even matchup. I saw some folks, mainly Philly folks, which I understand why we were saying this. Philly folks was like, no, it should have been the locks for state property. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> I feel that. Um, but I, I think this is a, a good matchup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't see versus doing that. You know what nah. I mean? State prop versus the nah, locks. And I also think because like it really then comes down to like, all right, well then we gotta have like seven dudes for state prop because then they all have to do like their individual songs. Yeah. Because like as a group, they only have a few songs together, like with yeah. a bunch of them on it. So it would yeah. be very limited on what you could do. Yeah. Um You had to bring Free out for a little set. And yeah. Beans, he had to play his own set. Then Young Gun. It it'd be too much. Yeah. It'd be too yeah. much. Yeah, this you're is, asking a this lot. This is perfect. Yeah. This exactly. is perfect. And I didn't want to um, see not that fifty would have done it, but I didn't want to see G unit. I heard some people say, yo, it should have been G Unit versus the Locks. I man, you know. I'm good. Nah, I'm I'm real good on that. A lot of that G Unit shit to me, frankly, has not aged well. Oh no. Some of it has, you know what I mean? Like some of it hasn't though. I think um the locks versus dipset is like perfection. Yeah, and like, you know, I've heard Every one of these, except for Jewels, I've heard all these dudes like on different podcasts and shit like that. And you know, there's so much banter and talking. They're all like probably be able to tell great stories in between and all that yeah. kind of shit. So a lot of shit talking back and forth, uh, which I think could be really great, man. Like I, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this shit is going to be like a crazy, crazy, crazy uh, versus battle. It may end up becoming my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Ghost, if it's done right, Ghost versus Ray, that was the shit. Yeah, you know, I loved uh, Trina versus Eve. It like surprised yeah. me at how deep they really could go. Like when they first announced it, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I love Trina, I love Eve, but they was pulling out records that was the shit that I completely forgot about. Forgot, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, as Dip said, I'm I'm excited to for this battle in general. I'm also curious 
to see exactly what they're going to be pulling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like I said before, like this is one of my favorite things because it allows me to see essentially these dudes in concert and not have to deal with their fans. Like, <laughs> which is, you know, and even just like fans in general, like at a concert, I'm not, a, yeah, I'm not yeah. the biggest like, yo, I want to be in a concert with a bunch of people type dude plus like going to india and getting like all that crazy like extra special treatment when we were like backstage at the festival <laughs> getting free Can't swag <laughs> and you know getting the orders brought directly back to our artist tents like yeah. I, you know that's kind of ruined every you know uh fucking concert experience for me it's hard to go back to the regular shit yeah you know yeah. we humble we ain't that humble yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to you taste once you taste the good life, <laughs> it's hard to go back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, real quick, before we get to our music this week, I wanted to touch on this. Because uh, I actually, I, I I dig this idea. But so um, apparently Ray was on uh, um, Talib Kweli's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Raekwon. And he mentioned if he would have done the Wu-Tang American Saga joint, it would have been more in line with Goodfellas than it was what he hmm. what they're doing with it in what way though i guess like cinematically i think and maybe like more how the story was told i know they were mentioned the fact of like a voiceover kind of going through oh, it like henry hill yeah. does in the uh in the um goodfellas joint yeah, yeah um which i dig i get it and especially because of like Raekwon and the mafioso stuff and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. I think that's like very in line. Makes um, sense for him to, yeah. to think like that. Yeah. So I think that's very. I think that does make a lot of sense. Um, I and you know I had my issues. We talked about it when the, when we were talking about the show. Um, I had my issues with um, some of how it was done visually and some of how it was done storytelling wise. I still loved it. Um, I do think maybe a different approach might have been a little better. Yeah. Um, but I do, I did really enjoy it. So like, I'm not like, oh my god, this shit was whack. Like, definitely do it like Raekwon's way. Like, um, but I do think maybe a different, like, more cinematic look to it may have been doper. But I mean, even he said like he was like, you know, even my mom, like, thinks uh, uh the guy playing me is like really like hits the the spirit of oh, it. Oh shit, nice. That's uh, a which, high compliment, yo. Yes, yeah. Your subject's like if, mom is like, oh yeah, you did it. Yeah. That's a high yeah, compliment. So I think that's dope. Like I, I do think that's dope that he feels that way. Um I don't like for me, I like visually I don't think he looks uh, like Ray like Ray really much, but like right. whatever. Like it, it, again, it's it's about the essence of what you give off. I do think he kind of gives off the essence of Ray. I just don't think yeah. he kind of looks like him. And I think for me, as like seeing Wu Tang from what what ninety three all the way till now, like I have a way Raycon looks in my head, yeah. and seeing him on screen and not seeing him like looks like him does kind of throw me off. Yeah, it's you know, it would have been hard. Something like this is hard to pull yes, off. Yes, absolutely. Like you said, you know, and I don't know if we talked about this. Um, we probably did. I feel like we talked about this when the show came out. We grew up with these cats. Yeah. And the woo, it wasn't like, you know, in the 80s when, like, you know, Salt and Pepper was out and they would, you know, some scammers would send like a fake Salt and Pepper yes. to a town <laughs> and they would rap as Salt and Pepper and nobody knew the wiser because they hadn't seen pictures of these people. Yes. We grew up seeing pictures of the Woo, video, music box, interviews and stuff. The 90s, we were very much inundated with like the physical you know, representation of these artists that we loved. So like you said, we have like a very particular picture of like of them in our minds of like mm-hmm. who they look like and how they dress and how they talk and all of that shit. So it's hard to pull off, you know, like Ali. When 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 Will Smith did the Ali movie. Yes. I, I was just looking at Will Smith. <laughs> like, exactly. Like anytime I see that I just go like, oh that's Will Smith. Yeah, I never liked that movie like that, or could I? I could never really get into it. And he's good in it, but yeah. you know, there's only so much you can do. And you know, I think the actors in the Wu Tang joint, you know, they did their thing, they held it down. 
you know, it's going to be hard for people of our generation to suspend all of that belief and really get into it. Yeah, it just it so much comes off like, oh, it's it, it's these it, it's like people playing these people. Yeah, and it's just like when I watch the Tupac movie. No matter how much you like, no matter what, I'm gonna be like, that's not Tupac. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm sure people who like watch like Jimi Hendrix movies who grew up on Jimmy and the Doors or the Doors joint always go like, that's not them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my mom, like as good as Rami Malek was in the Queen joint, my mom was just like, "It's not Freddie." Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm never gonna be able to watch it and not think it's not Freddie. You know what right. I mean? Right. Whereas like somebody younger, you know, I might watch it and be like, "Oh yeah, this is cool" because yes, I grew exactly. up with Freddie Mercury like that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. So it's very difficult for us to like watch these dudes and be like, "That's not." That just just not Ghostface. Like I'm, so, no matter how great he does portraying, I'm just always gonna sit there and be like, yeah, that's just not Ghostface though. You I didn't like that I mean? they had Ghost Smash and RZA's sister all crazy too, yo. Like, yeah. that's that ain't sit right. That can't be accurate. <laughs> that, can't, that that shit. Yeah, that's weird. It can't be accurate. I mean, he was really like going in, and I'm like, why y'all why y'all got Ghost hitting RZA's sister all crazy? Whatever, yeah. you know, poetic um, license. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, listen, I completely understand that too. Like, when you're doing these kind of things, you have to like be a little fast and loose with what you're doing because, like, hey man, like everybody's daily life is like, dude, most of my life is like sitting around like editing video or maybe you right. know doing some other, like not of a lot of it's fucking exciting. You know what I mean? So you have to like add shit in there to make things dramatic. You know yeah, what a I little mean? spice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward. Season two, they just announced season two comes in the fall. Yeah. I think September. Um, excuse me, September. Um, so I'm super, I'm super excited about that. Like I, I really can't wait to. I can't see wait that. for it. I can't wait. Um, I'm kind of already tired of the summer, so <laughs> I can't wait for like the season to change and the trees start changing and shit and the leaves and then this Wu Tang shit come on. Yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah, for real. Um, I think we can start talking about what we listened to this week. Yeah. Um, did you listen to anything new? Yeah, I've been bumping uh, Mind Design, uh, okay. his new joint. Um, let me get it for folks who don't know uh, how to spell Mind Design. It's, it's spelled. He spells it in like an it's interesting that new hit way. Thing of like not putting uh, <laughs> actual no vowels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, in in his defense, I think he's been spelling this shit like that since like the MySpace era. Oh, okay. He was he was definitely a pioneer, but um it's M N D S is in Sam, G N is in Nancy, mind design. Oh. Um you know, West Coast based producer. Um he's down with uh he's he's signed to Stone's Throw yeah. and his new album is called uh Rare Ple- can't talk. His new album is called Rare Pleasure and mm-hmm. it is fucking ill. Is <laughs> like I'm gonna check it um, out. Very much in the vein of like um, 70s Herbie Hancock, George ah, Duke, okay. that kind of flavor. It it sounds like like young people are gonna be sampling this record in the future. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those type records. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he comes out of like hip hop and all of that shit, but with this record and like his really his last uh few records he's been putting out over the years he's really tapped into like that jazz and like fusion kind of feel and he's he's like creating the music that like the future generation is gonna sample and this joint uh rare pleasure is probably the best one that i've heard that he's done it's it's like incredible impeccably produced uh the composition and arrangement is beautiful it's just like a gorgeous jazz record contemporary future jazz record you know what i'm saying and like that's that's one of the joints that i've been bumping a lot this week yeah i'm i'm interested to check that is that on like streaming services or is that on uh yeah you, okay you, i think you can get it everywhere i bought it off a of band camp okay um because that's just like, yeah, i don't yeah. really rock with like spotify like that i generally if something's new and I can get it on Bandcamp, I'll buy it. Um, Which you should, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So it's there, but I think um, it should be on all the streaming uh, services too. 
Okay, word. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Definitely. That sounds like something I'd, I'd be really interested in. I'm definitely going to check that out. It's real fly. Real fucking fly. Um, I checked out the Pop, the Pop Smoke um, joint, the new one, Faith, that was yeah, released yeah. last week. Um, And obviously, you know, Pop Smoke's no longer with us, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because he was so fucking young, man. Uh, and I think he's such a talented artist. Um. Unfortunately, though, I feel like this was a, like, hey, we have, like, a bunch of unfinished songs from Pop Smoke. Let's get a bunch of people to feature on stuff and throw it together and put it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, people, there does seem to be people that really are enjoying it. Um, it's I, I, it's supposed to um, debut at number one on um, from last week, so it's mm-hmm. um, it's doing really well. Yeah. Um, but again, like I don't know how that works with like streaming services and shit like that because like how does that juke the numbers? Um, it's not bad. It, I think it's like there's some really good production on there, and I was gonna ask about the beats. Like, is the beats hitting? Yeah, I think there's some really great production on there, um, and uh, like pop is really good like i i think pop was really talented so like um there's some really good stuff on there it's just like it just feels like there was some there's like one song um i think it's the i think it's the one with kanye and he's like he repeats like the same line a couple times like a bunch of times yeah and it's like it seems like it was like an idea like he had essentially and like he was like i'll expand on this later but unfortunately he was murdered and like he's never got a chance to like expand on but like there's like an idea there that he it feels like he kind of like freestyled around within the studio and was like oh i'll you know i'll go in and expand this later and just didn't get a chance to yeah um uh but like so there's some features that really work i think and then there's a few features i just think just don't work at all um pushers on it a couple times and it's okay Mm -hmm. but like their styles are very so drastically different yeah um i imagine like, what good yeah like that slow down pusher rat like compared to this bouncy like full of energy performance from pop it just doesn't feel like it works really well yeah um i do think it's worth checking out because i do think there's some really good songs on there um and unfortunately we're not going to get a lot like mm-hmm. from this artist anymore um but uh it is uh, for me. It kind of feels like it was like, "Hey, we have like a bunch of unreleased pop smoke stuff." Um, that's like semi. It, you know what it really feels like? It feels like that early releases of like the the posthumous uh, pop stuff, where it was like, "Oh, oh let's like, put on like this artist and like let's yeah. get Fifty Cent on a track with with Tupac <laughs> and but and like we're gonna throw together a lot of stuff and like see where it lands and it's yeah. like yeah well some of this just doesn't land yeah what Jada could say I did real songs with big no yeah. made up shits <laughs> yeah that's kind of how it feels you yeah. know what I mean putting putting big and Paco songs with anybody in yes. that era yeah, any yeah. fucking body yeah, I, and I, I definitely, I feel like like people probably did it out of love because they were probably like really like really fucked with pop Fans, and were like, yeah. yeah, like yo, he's really was a dope artist. It's a shame we lost him early. Like, oh, there's a chance for me to get on this song when I'm cool. But like, there's at one point where like Pusha mentions like, yo, Tyler's got the album of the year. Wait till like my shit drops and blah blah blah. blah. And it's like, oh wow, like that that drop like fucking that. Tyler record drop what like three weeks ago two weeks yeah. ago some shit like that like yeah. so it's like that that close you put this verse together to be put on this album but it's like okay but like then how does that really fit together with like what he was doing it just it it does feel like a little like very put together and it's a shame because like this artist was very 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 talented there's probably going to be shit popping up all the time of like oh I have this pop joint blah blah blah, blah. right um but like you know a lot so much i mean like you as an artist under you know like there's so much incomplete shit that you'll have like do you know what i mean it's like oh this was an idea that i didn't get to flesh out and like you know even like somebody you know like even like me who wasn't you know i stopped doing that kind of stopped rhyming and shit a long time ago but like even with writing stuff it's like you know we'll have ideas that are like yeah this is a really dope idea and then not flesh it out and then like 
But if someone found it, it's like, oh, well, let me finish this idea for them. Like, yeah. I you know. I always think about that with Dilla, um, somebody who was so particular with his music, the fact that uh, people are just putting out. And, you know, I know it's like his family and the, mm-hmm. the estate. So it's people that, you know, we should probably trust with his sound. But he trusted himself above above all. Yeah, and it just it just yeah it it gives me like a little weird feeling when a new Dilla thing comes out. I wonder if he would have really approved of it. Yeah, and I thought about I used to think about that with Pac a lot, where it's just like, you know, would Pac have done a song with this person, or would have Pac approved of this, or would have Pac have like said, yeah, like I'll do this with this person. Like it just felt like it was like, hey, like. You know, like you say, like they may be doing with the best intentions. I'm sure this was put together with the best intentions. Like, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure it's like his mom that's on the intro. Um, yeah. So, uh, like, I'm sure it was done with the best intentions. I mean, and I listen, I think the DMX joint was done with the best intentions. It just Mm -hmm. still, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that it can't come in not complete either. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, I think we start wrapping up. Uh, so you mentioned the video uh, that we did just last week. We recorded last week. It'll be up in a few weeks. Um, it, and we talk about each of our top five producers. So essentially a top 10 of producers mm-hmm. um, in hip hop um, with a few honorable mentions as well. Uh, that video, actually, I just edited it and it is over 50 minutes long. So it is essentially a bonus episode of yeah. serious rap shit. Um but it is only available on our Vivo channel. It will only be available on our Vivo channel. Uh, so you have to be subscribed. So if you are a listener of this, and um, I know from our numbers what we what we get who listen to this and like who subscribe to the uh, to the uh, Vivo channel, it's we get more people listening to this than they are subscribed. So if you are listening to this, you and you enjoy our conversations, you should go. Um, over to the Vivo channel and subscribe. Serious Rap Shit Vivo on YouTube. Just go into YouTube and put in Serious Rap Shit Vivo, all one word. It will pop up. Um, subscribe to the channel. Um, there's exclusive stuff that goes up there all the time. There's already exclusive stuff up there now. There's mm-hmm. There'll be more stuff going up there that's just for this, um, just for that channel that does not, you will never hear on this feed. Um, and like I said, this is a basically a bonus episode. I, like you saw, I, like it was a, it's a three gig file I had to send over to you <laughs> when I edited yeah. it. Um, so it's definitely like there's just exclusive stuff there so go over subscribe to the youtube channel uh, to the vivo channel like it's uh like and subscribe over there um if you're listening to this in apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us right in the app it helps us gets the algorithm working however that shit works um but it would really help if you like if you uh rate and review us um Maybe we'll start like reading a one review a week or something like that on on, on the podcast. Um, so if you leave a review, there's a chance you could get read off on the podcast. Um, uh, we have seriousrapshit.com where we um, have our all our merches over there. You can go over there, check out some stuff, buy a mug, buy a t-shirt, buy a hoodie. It's going to be cold eventually. Like uh-huh. I don't know, maybe five months from now because it's like a thousand <laughs> degrees out. Right. Um, and we don't longer have like mid seasons. We don't have like a fall and a spring anymore. It goes like from unbearably cold to unbearably hot to then unbearably cold again. It's it's literally like you know how you hear a DJ and they make like a nice long blend the transition mm-hmm. between songs. Nah, we just train wrecking. Yeah, we into, train wreck season to season now. Season. Oh, nigga, you want summer? Bam. You want spring? <laughs> yeah. Fall? Bam. Right yeah. in there. Um. Also, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Rap Shit. Uh, we post stuff up on there every day, pretty much. Um, and, you know, you can keep up to date on what we're doing, what's going on. Um, uh, and also, like, if we're going to miss a week or something like that, you know, we we'll always post on there saying, hey, we won't be up this week. Uh, so go follow us on Serious Rap Shit on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can follow us personally on Instagram and Twitter. You're John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Indy I underscore SRS. I-N-D-I underscore SRS on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you have a Bandcamp page that has a bunch of your merchandise on there, uh, yeah. a bunch of music that you've made, remixes, um, instrumental albums, all different shit. 
Um, that is John Morrison215 on Bandcamp, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and also, you can hit the link in your bio, and it links to all that shit, right? Yeah, for yeah. everything. Yeah, the link in our bio links to that. In my bio and the serious rap shit, that links because it has our link tree on there. So it had it, it your your stuff is on there. Um and um other than that, we should be back next week uh with some more fire for you. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take this fat fat